0: Blood, guts, and gore, oh my. Welcome to 4 Movies with Sam and Sarah. I'm Sam.
1: Don't go nowhere, Shepherds. I'm Sarah.
0: And today we're covering Blood Quantum, which is the most recent uh, movie in our entry that we've ever covered, mm-hmm. probably up until we do one, you know, this year, which is ending. Yeah, soon. yeah true. <laughs> Speaking of ending, that's why we're doing uh, this month is Apocalypse theme. You know, this yes. years and shit, so we're ending it off with ending everything. The only
1: <laughs> note that seems suitable, in exactly. my opinion. Exactly,
0: yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's going to get a little bit down. <laughs> yeah, this film was a little bit down. Um, well,
1: all of our movies are going to be kind
0: yeah, of downing. But yeah. Mad Max is going to be fun.
1: True, well, some of them will be fun, yeah, but yeah. then others are just dark, dark, <laughs> dark territory. So buckle up, everyone, because it's a... Uh, It's a bleak, uh, bleak world for survivors out there in the 2020 pandemic era.
0: Exactly. But in any
1: era ever, (laughs) (laughs) sorry,
0: (laughs) just life sucks in general (laughs)
1: life in general. It's just all, all, uh, you know, just all hibernate forever Mm -hmm. and then we can wake up like for the good parts, you know, only
0: should make yeah. an app and be like, it's good time outside now. You can go. <laughs>
1: good time. <laughs> but it'll be ar- arbitrary to us. So we'll yeah. just be like, switch it on, switch it off.
0: <laughs> so like whenever I message you and it's like, hey, Sarah, let's g- go have fun. It's a fun time app. <laughs> fun time app. Yeah. Oh, uh, excellent. Yeah. So the, we're starting off with Plug Quantum and then we're going into...
1: Oh, the war game.
0: The war game which is even, ooh, we're taking <laughs> an even bigger dive down.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, equal like it's again, it's all dark. Um uh, mm-hmm. but the war game is definitely like more of a uh it's not as uh, as entertaining fun kind of vibes cuz this has obviously some very emotional and upsetting and like really powerful themes in it. Mm-hmm. But it's also an extremely entertaining uh zombie movie that's just a great addition to the genre. It has
0: that package of balance. Absolutely. And balancing that message and it's balancing, um, being a homage. Well, I find this movie wears it's influences on the sleeve as well. Like you can definitely Mm -hmm. tell there's some points where it's like, okay, it's that film and it's done so lovingly. But, um, after war games, after we take that big deep dive, we're going to, you know, put, put our foot in the gas, bring it up to Mad Max, which is, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Have you watched It's My a good time. Oh film? yeah, I've seen yeah, it
1: yeah. A, several times. Not in a few years, because I've been, like, whenever I go to rewatch it now, I just watch the new one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: not bad.
0: Um, I don't blame you. I
1: haven't seen the sequels either. I've only you, seen the first one.
0: Road Warrior is so much fun. It is so good. Probably, like, out of the trilogy, like, the original, like...
1: Uh, tri- so is Ro- Road Warrior is the second one?
0: Road Warrior is the second one. When's be-
1: Thunder... Thunderball? Thunderball. Thunderdome.
0: Thunderball is James Bond
1: okay. <laughs> yeah,
0: not equally as fun. <laughs> um, but then, and after that, we're kind of going to like hit like a plateau and keep it going because it's going to be a thinker and it's stalker. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Which is going to be a, a really great one. Um, I'm yeah. excited to talk about that one and to talk about this in all these movies, actually. Um, so even if we do have to talk about some hefty topics, um, it's going to be a good time. It is. And we do want this... I want to start off by saying something that we've been forgetting to say for the last eight episodes, <laughs> which is we do want this to be a conversation with, if you're listening, hello, <laughs> with, with you guys, or person, with you person, if it's just Ladia, um, And we thank but, you. Yes, thank you very much. But please, uh, we are fourmoviespod moviespod at gmail.com, movies pod on Twitter and Instagram, and... In those ones, it's the number four, not F-O-U-R. Um, so yeah, just give us a quick search and feel free to message us or email us and we'll definitely respond to it and talk about it and bring it into, into the conversation because that's what it's about, man.
0: I can't believe we've waited eight movies until, to promote ourselves like that.
1: I know, and, and, and after, like, I go home, every time after we finish recording, and I'm like, Sarah, you got to tell them to subscribe, or else they won't subscribe, you know, it's like, it's when every time I think of it, and I just slap, like, do the whole hand to the forehead thing, like, ah. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's
0: like, just follow up if you want to keep up with us, and like, you know, we're trying to do every Saturday, but.
1: Clearly that hasn't worked. (laughs) But that's okay. We're human. We we make mistakes. And we'll probably make lots more.
0: It fits into our comedy month. Comedy of errors. You know, things happen. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, it was all on purpose. Also, I've been thinking lately. Shh. Never mind. Okay. Um, All right.
0: Shall we get started? Do you have anything?
1: Well, so, yeah. Let's... uh, So, yeah, we do want this to be a conversation. Please tell us your thoughts and feelings. Um, Tell us, you know, if you want to tell us to fuck off or how we fucked up. Feel free to forward that message.
0: (laughs) We should just let's let's make a a, like a hate mail account. Be like for it all hate mail to here. And then we can like accurately respond it by just having an auto email saying fuck off.
1: Right. Yeah. No, no hate, please. But constructive criticism. Yes, please. But well, if, for me, uh, maybe not for Sam, based on the expression he's giving <laughs> right now. <So. laughs>
0: if it's hate mail, wow. make sure it's filled with bad grammar.
1: <laughs> so that we can feel, yeah, so that we can feel um, like, like the better person in that respect, I guess. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, so this is, again, conversation, reach out to us. Um, so first off, we have to say that, again, this is a badass, entertaining zombie movie, on in one corner. Mm-hmm. And also this really, um, like kind of in, like very, uh, very overt, but also really just, I don't know, kind of profound. in A lot of cases, social commentary on the legacy of colonialism in our society, mm-hmm. um, specifically ours, cause this is really close to home and then also colonized lands around the world. Um, so we are two white Canadians talking about this. Our perspectives are and always will be lacking in a lot of ways. Um, it's an extremely disturbing and sensitive topic, and it's upsetting. Uh, we are talking about, to put it frankly, like multiple centuries worth worth of acts of violence and attempted physical and or cultural genocide of entire communities of people that's been systemic. It's pretty disgusting. And yeah, there are still, unfortunately, um, rights being violated there are still abusive and neglectful and dehumanizing acts that happen to indigenous people um in what's known as Canada and all over the world all the time uh so I'm looking forward to talking about it because it needs to be talked about it's very important especially if we want to kind of reckon with that legacy and
0: yeah we're going to try and tackle it with as much care as possible like absolutely yes yeah if you know we if you have anything to add to the conversation, definitely give us a, uh, a message or anything we missed, anything we misstepped, um, let us know because yeah,
1: we can and will try our best to, exactly. um, approach this as people who want to be allies and to learn and to listen to all these incredible stories that are now available for us to listen to. So mm-hmm. that's really cool about living in this time. Um, but yeah, there's like, especially with the government of Canada, It's like so much, um, there's just ongoing and past trauma, Mm -hmm. uh, that's unspeakable in a lot of cases. And this movie really breaks down a lot of interesting, um, things about the kind of, yeah, trauma of that and what that means for people.
0: Well, it's going to be part of our history, especially because where we're living right now, we're living right across from, uh, reservation.
1: Yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah, I was actually going to say, mm -hmm. Uh, Sam and I, we grew up here, but we live and work on uh, the unceded territory of a few different tribes. Um, mostly the St. Lawrence I- Iroquans, the um, H- Haudenosaunee, and then the, the Mohawk or the um, Ganyagahaga. Sorry, mm. I probably messed that up again. It's probably <laughs> correct how I'm saying it, but I want to um, try and not also like like decolonize the language a little bit you know mm-hmm. we want to use um their language when we're speaking about them right like that's makes sense exactly uh, so yeah yeah
0: i think it's just handling handling with this with care and yeah, um absolutely i don't speak spanish i'll never speak german we're gonna pronounce something wrong let us know if we do Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we don't speak um, in any indigenous languages either. So, uh, and I mumble a lot as well. So, true.
1: I I only know like like again because we grew up right right near a community um, like the Mohawk Council mm-hmm. of Abacosasni, right? So, I know maybe like two things about the linguistics of like the Mohawk language, but that's about it. <laughs> so, yeah, our knowledge is very. <laughs> I, I could learn a lot for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: yeah. right.
1: So. Let's get into it. This is um, yes, was such a great movie. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it had been on my list since last year when it came out at TIFF. and is this the
0: first time you watch it too? It is the first time oh, I wow. saw it yeah,
1: so it, it had again been on my list, but one of those things where once it was out of the festival circuit, I like didn't you know see it or hear about it for a while, and then it came back on streaming, and I was like, yes.
0: Yeah, so then um, you finally have a chance to sit down and watch it. And, yeah,
1: uh-huh. absolutely. And so, like, off the bat, the title, Blood Quantum,
0: I've. Yeah. Saw something about it. And yeah. that is, it's about something to measure with that was very. Uh, right?
1: Right. It's so, yeah, like, um, the blood qu- quantum laws were put into place to basically. Um, like it was a, a system that was imposed by North American, like again, colonial governments um, that allows them to discriminate against people. So if it was a kind of scientific way to calculate the, to allegedly calculate like the percentage of like native blood that you have. Like
0: heritage? And, right, yeah, okay. so like
1: you're one 16th, you're one, you know, whatever. I see. Um, and so th- it becomes a way for okay. them then, right, to deny people rights, deny people land claims, deny people all kinds of things, if suddenly the government doesn't deem you a real this or a real that, you know what I mean? So it's so, uh, like really, really dehumanizing. Yeah. Really
0: categorize and slot people into different categories.
1: Exactly, and like these, like this kind of criteria um, wasn't like, it's not in a lot of these cultures initially, right? Like there's no, like, that's not how kinship works. That's not how mm-hmm. like, like, you know, um, that gets settled. So to have that imposed, it was an entirely, yeah.
0: Right. Not,
1: <laughs> not right thing no, no, at all. And, um, I just want to say I stumbled upon, um, a really great episode that explores this further, um, from a podcast called the, All my relations podcast. Um, so they have a really great in-depth and informative conversation about, like, blood quantum laws and what that history is and what that legacy is and what that means. Um, so definitely, if you're looking for uh, more of a conversation about that, take a look. All My Relations is what it's called.
0: And what episode is it?
1: Oh, uh, I didn't write down the number, but it is just called, the, like, blood quantum is the title. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Right. Sorry. <laughs> no,
0: no worries. We'll just direct them there. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. Do yep.
1: a little search in it for it and it pops up. Um, so that's the... That's the title, and title. that's what that kind of uh, refers to or alludes to. Mm-hmm.
0: So, and I was talking earlier, like, it, like this movie wears its influences on its sleeve, and that's that's part of it. And you know, it's not a bad thing, right, to wear your influences on your sleeve, and especially with the title having that, and bringing it to attention. Mm-hmm. It might, like, I wasn't aware of it before, right, so. Neither, yeah. brings it right to attention. And um, even with its influences, like uh, in movie-wise, genre-wise or anything like that, that's why even later in the film, especially addressing the issue like that, it's more heavy-handed, but it does it in a way that seems shocking to us. But, you know, it's that, that impact has its, its what, right place. What
1: kind of specific thing do you mean? I'm sorry, I'm not sure. If
0: I'm... You know, um, whenever they are taking in... The man and his daughter. Oh, just yeah. just taking everything from him. Taking everything, you know, you're here, you're here. Yeah. Everything. That was, like, kind of... And I watched it without subtitles, too, right? Because I Oh, I yes. Up. I forgot about this. That's
1: right. <laughs> so that's right. So Sam missed... Uh, so, so you were really having the experience of, I like, was. Yeah. And it
0: really, like, felt, like, to me, it was like, oh, shit, man. Like, so you
1: weren't even in on it. So no. when, when that that, like, man from, from that townie or whatever, Mm -hmm. the white guy's, like, screaming, speak English, Mm -hmm. like, you're, like, okay, but that would help me. Yeah,
0: (laughs) (laughs) But it's, like, I kind of get it, it's, like, like, whenever history, I'm not a history buff, but, like, from what I remember is, like, whenever everybody was taking everything from uh, the indigenous peoples, Mm -hmm. that's maybe kind of what they felt I don't don't know but like it was just
1: yeah no I um of course right whenever you're you're thrown into a situation where you don't have like where it's unprecedented right for you Mm -hmm. these experiences or these things um it's very easy to overwhelm someone and kind of make them like lose a sense of (laughs) you know what I mean and get them riled up and it's so panicky when you're in a space and you feel like no one's listening to you and you can't listen to anyone else
0: Right, um, and then they're not even speaking, like, anything you can understand, and...
1: Right. right. For for me, it's interesting that you say that, because I... For me, that scene, I was really... Um, what stood out to me was the, the blanket thing, mm-hmm. and, like, the whole fact that, that he just straight up... Again, like, maybe I forget if, like, Lysol said this... Uh, said this in that part, and if he said it in English, um, but it was about... Uh, Like, he was accusing them of being bioterrorists, essentially. Smallpox blankets, right? Right, but before he brings the blanket in, Mm -hmm. um, like, uh, Lysol says, like, oh, well, like, his daughter's obviously been bit. This is an obvious attempt to infiltrate us. And, like, Mm -hmm. he he accuses them of, like, doing it on purpose. And, like, this is an act that he's putting on. And they're bioterrorists. And then it's like, well, yeah, but, like, bioterrorism was totally a way to eradicate a lot of indigenous people and you know I Mm -hmm. you always hear like oh well they inadvertently spread these diseases to them and everything and it's like okay well now I'm like learning to question that and to kind of think about how inadvertent was this actually um but that's definitely the narrative right it's like oh well it wasn't on purpose but then there are cases in other other parts um where it's totally intentional and that's been recorded yeah so yeah Um, but then bringing the blanket in, that's, that was all I was thinking about was this is the, Mm -hmm. and I thought that too, even
0: like without like having subtitles, I kind of pieced it together a little Mm -hmm. bit, but, um, but getting, we'll (laughs) we'll get from there to, yeah, Yeah, we can kind
1: of pick and choose what we want to talk about. I feel like we shouldn't give a a total play by play because this is still such a new movie. I think so too. And I feel like there's some people who haven't seen it yet. So Um, yeah,
0: we'll give anything 20 plus years back the full treatment, but
1: yes, yeah, yeah. I I think that's, that's fair. Um, but also, yeah, spoilers alert, I guess we should have opened up with that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, this is a new rule. We're coming. (laughs) We're making it up as we go along.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, but that was awesome. And you know what I think we should do every month is a bastard of the month. We had Edison in October, kind of skipped over in November. But this month should be Christopher Columbus.
1: Um, but yeah, so we, yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> bastards from history who are white men that we can pick from. Like, they just seem to be abound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but to take your pick, we could do 500 bastards a month and we still wouldn't run out.
0: <laughs> I mean, all the quote unquote great men from history are somewhat bastards. Like, they, they have like oh, the yeah. history behind them, right? So...
1: Yeah, history itself and our understanding of it, again, as white Canadians who have been educated in like an Anglo-Franco-Catholic system, <laughs> uh, our view of history is definitely a view of history, but not necessarily
0: yeah. authentic
1: and unbiased. And even, so,
0: <laughs> even to, well, even to date this episode, there was that story not that long ago about uh, one of the schools saying, "Okay, write a positive story about a residential school." Yes. She, I think the teacher has since been fired. Rightfully so. That is not something that um, needs to be looked on in a positive light.
1: No, exactly. So, and yeah, so wait, let's talk about our setting. So we're in 1981, 1981
0: reservation. Yes. So we uh, are red dealing Creek. with
1: yeah, um, red. Was it red, red Crow.
0: Red Crow. Sorry.
1: The, the Red Crow r- Reservation. And so, um, sorry guys, by the way, I do stutter a lot on ours. So if I'm going to be repeating that word, that might happen some more. <laughs> so ours are a hard one when a word starts with it. Uh, so we're dealing with, um, it's kind of t- towards the tail end, but the last one only closed in 1996. So like this ended yesterday, like, you
0: know, what? really,
1: yeah, I- I'm totally serious. Uh, so it- it's a system that started in the 1880s and went all the way into When's like the late 20th century man. Yeah, Like, it's so... Definitely read up on it and and learn some more about it, but um, it's super dark. And so, you know, these... Like, in 1981, we have all these people who were victims of, like, scooping, right? Like, the 60s scoop, Mm -hmm. which is where... was one of the scoops. And Canada's kind of... Like, a lot of government agencies have continued to do it in some fashion or another. But um, essentially, just the the forced... the, The forced removal of children especially um, from indigenous families into white families through through the foster care system or through the residential school system and in an institutional setting. This is the, you know, we have generational trauma here. Like this has already been happening for generations. Um, So we see these issues in in the film that are affecting this community, um, like substance abuse abuse issues, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Just that's, kind um, of split up families,
0: right? Yeah.
1: split up families. We have this whole um, tension with again, uh, you know, illegitimate versus legitimate members of the clan, and it's uh, yeah, a whole big thing. And the substance abuse, especially, is like again, it's a it's a it's a problem that's in a lot of communities that are marginalized and that are improv yeah. impoverished in some ways for sure, but disproportionately affects people on reservations as well mm-hmm. so that's the beginning of, of this well right. actually it's like the middle of it because um
0: right it is yeah it is <laughs> brought to light in uh, in a couple of the um, uh, scenes right whenever he goes to first to uh, sorry uh, trailer goes to um, respond to a call and again you know there should have been an ambulance here and then mm-hmm. there's that problem of not of um mark, like the racism against um not responding to the first scene of yeah. on reservations and even in hospitals kind of not, not getting the proper mm-hmm. treatment so there's that showing there too.
1: Yes, the 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 regard with which the townies have mm-hmm. for them, right? In yeah.
0: So there's that contempt back and forth that you can definitely feel, especially whenever they set up their own community. Later mm-hmm. in, and um, and it reflects in um, Lysol's um, treatment of everybody else, but um, like the townies and yeah.
1: mm-hmm. out
0: of uh, the tribe. So it's kind of um, he he feels it and then reflects it back. So
1: yeah, there's there's so many interesting. Like I just think the, the Lysol character. Um, I always love analyzing a villain. Like that's my favorite thing to do mm-hmm. <laughs> at any given time. I think, uh, but. I would love to if you are up to talk more about it right now. I am. We could definitely talk about his whole arc because, like, essentially he's been pushed into an identity identity crisis, like at Infinium, right? Mm-hmm. Because like he's been, we find out that he got abandoned by by his dad by trailer. Yep. Um, and then we find out that his mom, I mean, they they say that she had a tragic death. Um, I feel like it was alluded to that it was suicide, but maybe I'm just reading that into it because. That's what I think of when people say Mm -hmm. tragic death, usually, you know? Um, So she may have died by suicide or some other tragic thing. And then he grew up in the foster care where his name was changed from Alan to Lysol. And then as a young adult, clearly he's come back to the reservation and he's a damaged individual. He's got like trauma after trauma And a family that only partially accepts him. He doesn't have a mom. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other thing too about this is like these themes of masculinity that come into it. Like we could just go on forever. I I think this is so cool how, how it's all been laid out for us. Uh, Clearly very talented storytelling and Mm -hmm. very effective.
0: One of the things, can you please clear this up for me? Yeah. What was his motivation on unleashing the infected in the town? Was it because he was felt betrayed? Because he wanted to be, feel dignified
1: Well, so so you can kind vignified of see. Word. Uh, it, well, yeah, vign- what, what's the word you're looking for? Vign-
0: Vindicated.
1: Vindicated. That's, that's the it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like
1: it's something like that. Yeah, Vignic- that's not a word. <laughs>
0: um, um, yeah, d- does he feel? I want to say vign- Vignified again. Vindicated. Vignetted. Vignetted. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not with a word in my head. Okay,
1: so does he feel vindicate,
0: vindicated Vindicated.
1: Like, so as you're asking what his motivation is. Yeah. I feel like there's the like we see the beginning of the the very like up to eleven hatred towards the outsiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that happens whenever they first set up the camp and like they have the whole scene when they're when with the the guy with the daughter yep. and bringing him in. So that's like kind of there. So he already like doesn't like them. He already thinks that they're freeloaders. He already thinks that like they're, they're not welcome in here. They're coming to take what they've already right. established. They're coming in to take, yeah, this and is then, what we have left and they're just going to take it. Which is totally like, I get that. <laughs>
0: bringing back into the theme again of. Well, well, absolutely.
1: And the other thing is, is like, like you have a bunch of the people who agree with him, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And and that's it, right? And it's like, yeah. So like at the end of the movie, I just think it's so um, interesting that they're pushed out of their land, like yet again, by a literal plague of white people. Mm -hmm. So it's just like a plague here, a plague there, and we're going to displace you. And And it... it yeah. Again,
0: wearing its influences on its sleeve. Absolutely. But it's a good thing because you know it's it's literal. It happened, so it's happening again.
1: Yes. Yeah. It's all like very attuned to the whole the whole situation the and that that entire history it, for sure. Um, I and mean, it's
0: brought up to an eleven in this movie because of zombies. Yes, yeah. Well, also because of all the past history of horrible shit, but... Well, yeah, so so they can
1: push it to the extremes because Mm -hmm. they have the supernatural element to it and the kind of, again, like, end-of-days apocalyptic stuff. We have, like, basically the collapse of the white government, right? So Mm -hmm. um, if this is the only government that's left in the world, then that's where all the power is until it's not because of X, Y, Z. But he decides to blame it on... The white people and his like you know straw that breaks the camel's back kind of thing is when he gets his penis bit off by the zombie woman no
0: that wasn't him was it yeah it was
1: yeah he gets his penis bit off
0: i thought that was somebody and then, else no what
1: no he he gets yeah that so, was him yes it was i'm not <laughs> i thought it was I just promise. some random guy no no um it was him because he's all like, "Oh, I I knew her. Remember?" He says that he recognizes yeah, her, yeah. and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go like hit on her kind of thing and be all." Oh my god! Damn. I thought it
0: was the guy, the girl in the middle that he was talking about, not the one on the left that was infected already.
1: No, yeah, well, I well,
0: completely screwed that up.
1: Yeah, so um, it, I it, missed it's a him. major plot point. <laughs> you did. You did. Uh, so deal with it, just take a second, accept it. That was his penis that was in her mouth. Okay. And that she then takes the big old chomp on...
0: It was a, a big penis-eating scene. Like, yeah. Like, it was just, like, you saw it, and then she was eating it. But I also thought that whenever he was in the car, and, like, he was, like, freaking out, I was like, what the hell happened? And, like, he looks over at the guy, the guy's all calm, and like, were they in a car accident? It's close to that, yeah. Oh, my God, that was him!
1: So... So but, but, no, it isn't that so significant though, so, um yeah, so uh, Lysol getting his penis cut off or bit off by a zombie woman, So that's his his kind of moment where he's just like rage 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 and and then he gets out of the car, and he's like, Joseph, like, gather the people, we're mean at the church, we're getting like rid of all the all all the dependents, blah blah blah, oh, so- and so he's like ready for war at that point, and then. Joseph's like, you know, you've gone you've you've lost it, we're not doing that, blah blah blah. And then that's when he proclaims, like, I I just think it's so interesting. So, you know, following the kind of double line of identity and like a fractured identity, and all of a sudden he proclaims to his face, I have no family, Mm -hmm. as he stabs him. So he's like completely, now he's like not even he does not care that he does not belong to any of those groups. Cause he's just, he's going to make his own, he's going to follow his own rules. Kind of
0: nomadic. And then he brings in that girl that, uh, kind of is along the same thought pattern.
1: Well, yeah. So, so he's been like inciting, like he's been listening to everyone probably th- throughout the six months. Right. Cause mm-hmm. we do skip six months between when the breakout happens and then
0: they have their community. when
1: the, yeah. And then when they develop their community and everything. So, there's been six months of that that dialogue going back and forth and them seeing more and more refugees come into the reservation, mm-hmm. right? So then you have that, you know, he pro- he obviously has his own little group with Moon and with um, James who like to party. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he hangs out with them. So it's easy to incite that in them when that's already in their minds. Yeah. And, already in planning and it's already been planned. And it's
0: already, you know, they're ready to kind of pop off and
1: yeah. and go. But, but you have like, like this... Again, I just think it's such a an interesting, an authentic villain character because how often do you hear about this with like real life monsters, where it's like the combination of like trauma, trauma and neglect, and then um, you have like a a break, and suddenly it becomes an us us them situation that you can trauma. just amplify. Mm-hmm. Like ampl, 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 so amplify, amplify, amplify,
0: amplify. <laughs> Jeez. So it's like emotional trauma, mm-hmm. um, history, a big physical trauma too. Uh,
1: oh right, sorry. The other thing that I'm I'm forgetting about that. I, it was meant to be more than that. It was identity crisis. So trauma plus a a situation that already has us versus them and othering mm-hmm. aspects to it. Yeah, and then that gets amplified. By an identity crisis that's spurred on by the trauma, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, you, he's, you know, again, has this fractured sense of identity. And all of a sudden, he can... It just
0: became this thing. I think it's any anybody that starts to hate any group.
1: Oh, absolutely. Really? That's what hate is. And, and it's that, again, that um projection onto that group of, like, getting rid of them will fix all my problems. Because it can't be me that I'm the problem.
0: <laughs> or, you right, know... Right, exactly. It's like is it all men are bastards or all women are sluts kind of like mentality.
1: Right, exactly. So it's like yeah, it's just a way to dismiss and marginalize. And marginalize a, a group. group, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So um but yeah, so that that whole us versus them, he can just all of a sudden Flip Shoot it. it right up mm-hmm. and activate those people who already have that anger and that aggression. And I, I think it really comes to fruition when he says, just one more thing, and then I promise I'll let you talk for more than <laughs> two okay. <a> sentences. <laughs> but um, at the end, he does reveal the root of that. Ang- like, for him, it's obviously his troubled childhood and that feeling of rejection and abandonment personally. But then when he's killing. Um, Charlie towards the end, he says it it goes back so much further than that or or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, he's, he's really, he's saying, no, this is like, like this happened because of this, because of this past, that past trauma and past conflict that we have. And, uh, this is what it's come to. And I have to do this for those reasons. (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, it's it, so That's once, his logic. Once you <laughs> piece it all together, it's, it's personally, it's fine. I just was having that gap of like that physical trauma mm-hmm. because I thought he got like really fucked up on, you know, drugs and pills and everything. Mm, okay. And then he was just in the car and I thought they had a car crash, but the car wasn't wrecked. And like, he was just yeah. kind of like fucked up on drugs and it's like, okay, we're going to do this. And he kills his brother and then yeah. unlapsed and it's like, I was like, Oh, I was missing a big no pun intended, chunk of the story.
1: Yeah. Fuck <laughs> okay. it. That was good. Oh, man. Sorry. I didn't expect that. It got me really good.
0: <laughs> um, but let's talk about other influences on in the story. Um, a film and, like, two things that it did really well for me. Uh, film, uh, definitely... Real big Evil Dead vibe in this, mm-hmm. and I, I was like, S- Sarah gets me. She picked this film because there's some Evil Dead, and she knew what I'd go along with it. <laughs> but um,
1: that was before you found out I hadn't seen it before.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I thought you would watch it and be like, okay, that yeah, there's chainsaws and guts and blood and zombies. He's gonna love it. But um, that scene where he shows up, like with the chainsaw, yeah, yeah on the bridge. Um, yeah. What is the character? Um, uh,
1: his name. Uh, is it, is it Bumper?
0: Bumper. I think so. Yeah. Big guy. Yeah. Bumper, yeah. I think. He shows up with chainsaw and whenever I first saw him, I was like, oh, that, that guy has a battle axe. And then it turns out he's a chainsaw. And then like it has that, uh, he saves uh trailer from the zombie
1: mm-hmm. and
0: it's just that one long shot of him just sawing chainsaw through a head. And there's that scene in the Evil Dead remake where it's like kind of like the same thing. Mm. And I was like, "Oh, that's cool!" Like they just did like the the gore effects in this are very well done.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah! And there's and a lot of them. <laughs> and I was eating
0: craft dinner during most of this, so it wasn't very good. I stopped.
1: <laughs> I've totally done that before. I I think it was, um, I think it was craft dinner too, and I was watching an episode of Love Lovecraft Country. Oh. Which have you have you seen that? No, I haven't. I oh, oh my <laughs> god, it's so good! But there's like. Like in some episodes, especially there's some body horror that's like very, very gross looking. It's really cool though. Yeah, Yeah. like just really grotesque stuff. And so I, I, I was like sitting there. I'm like sitting down to eat dinner or whatever, and Mm. it's craft dinner. Yeah. Um. And then I, I I think it's craft dinner specifically too because there's something about
0: no, it's the noise.
1: And then the texture too of like because it's pasta, but it's like not like any actual real pasta it's like something else
0: it's um, carbs quick
1: <laughs> yeah
0: and it's like
1: it's phil tummy now
0: yeah fill yeah. tummy now i don't have time and it's just like that noise of and it's like mush almost
1: yes yeah
0: but well, it's, it's how like how long a, do you
1: cook it jeez well, it's,
0: it's like seven eight seven eight minutes
1: oh my gosh okay this is going to be a whole aside, <laughs> but I used to cook it like seven or eight minutes because I was following the directions on the box, right? Tried it. And then Thomas, my, my partner, um, he says, why are you cooking it that long? Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> um, and then he's like, it, it only tastes good when it's like cooked for five minutes or maybe, maybe six minutes, you know, like if that. And I was like, nah, like you're lying. It says seven minutes. It'll be undercooked, blah, blah, blah. And I, since then, I don't think I've cooked it for longer than five minutes.
0: I have two more boxes. Let's go test this theory. <laughs> right now.
1: <laughs> I am <mean, I'm> down. <laughs> um, okay.
0: All right, let's get back to it. Um, yeah, so the gore is done very well. Yeah. Especially, like, you know, like, melon heads exploding. Um, especially that scene where he's going through the school and then just, like, a zombie drops down. But it's hanging by its guts. Yeah. Because he chopped him in half.
1: That one, like, scared me,
0: too. I was, I thought it was like, oh, cool, spider zombie. But then it just, it was like, <laughs> <laughs> guts. Uh, the other thing that was really well done was the lighting and the atmosphere.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Every scene where they, like, chose to shoot it in red or, you know, with the fog or, like, just that gray mm-hmm. setting or just, like, you know, picking the town, especially, like, of Upper Quebec. I forget where it was filmed. Oh, sh-
1: should we should we talk about that? Let's mm-hmm. wrap up your your yeah. thought on that first, and then we'll go to locations
0: for sure. Like just everything. Well, I was kind of leaning into that, so let's go there Excellent. because the town that they picked. I looked at it in the town that we're living in right now. It, it kind of looks like if they did an exterior shot mm-hmm. of that, and that is like okay, that kind of feels like home, especially like on fire. Everything, especially where we're living right now, in mm-hmm. a uh, small Cornwall, small Ontario town, mm-hmm. a small Canadian town. <laughs> cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it. You want
1: to keep it anonymous? <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, I mean, we already told them which Indigenous community we like live right to. Yeah, next yeah, it's, to, it's, it's So they'll town. be able to look it up. But, yeah, yeah. but anyways, um, no, it was filmed uh, like, close to home. So a lot of it was filmed in the I'm going to it's incorrect but it like it's the these duke migma first nation um like reservation so like um migma is like like Mi'kmaq. Mm-hmm. uh and so that's the one that's close to to Campbellton New Brunswick which is where some of the town scenes w- were filmed oh, so, so, so that bridge as well runs the between bridge. Campbellton and between that reservation um so like that's that's that part and then um another portion of it was filmed in ganawage um which is like right next to chatagay in quebec it's like an hour down the floor down down the highway yeah Yeah. okay we we might might as well give up
0: our location because it looked like Cornwall's Bridge sometime I'm like I was like oh cool that's like kind of close to home and like even the yeah. bridge crossing in Montreal
1: well so th- like Campbellton is an 8 hour drive away like mm-hmm. it's eight and a half hours away if you know you don't hit, hit up traffic in Montreal yeah <laughs> but uh but yeah so so this is like right next door to home uh, which is super exciting and like like obviously the, the the cast isn't all from Canadian communities like some of them are, are you know uh, from Native American communities and some of them are from throughout Canada um the man who played Trailer is mm-hmm. from uh, a community in, like, Saskatchewan area. Okay. Uh, so he's from uh, a Plains tribe. And, yeah, uh, very cool. So it's, like, right close to home. Really exciting because it looks like it's our our area, our mm-hmm. geography. It our, does, everything. Like,
0: especially, like, the big trees, everything mm-hmm. like uh, The river, especially because we're we're so close to the river and that is next to the St. Lawrence River as well. Yes, yeah. So that kind of hit close to home. I was like, really? That's really cool.
1: There is, I wanted to say, like my thing, as soon as I saw Olivia Scriven's face, um, who plays Charlie, Mm -hmm. I was just like, Degrassi, The Next Generation! She was in there? I I didn't watch Degrassi. Oh, I was totally obsessed. So (laughs) yeah, she was on Degrassi TNG (laughs) and I want to say, because she played like someone's she played, like, a later character's little sister. You know Degrassi TNG. It lasted, like, 14 years. They had so many cast members. So she was, like, the tail end. She played another character's younger sister. And then I think she carried on to, like, the next Degrassi installment, which was called Degrassi First Class. But I was, like, a little bit too old to watch that, so I watched, like, a little bit of it and then dipped. You
0: talked to a brick wall about Degrassi. <laughs> so,
1: I love it. It's great. Like Canadian teen <laughs>
0: it life, is. man. It, it does have its definite followers, especially because, <laughs> like, well, you we talk with Allie and um, yeah, buddy. Like, and, and you know you what? Grew up with
1: a really effective show in like, like documenting like fucking str- like actual real life teen struggles because they keep up with the times on in that writing room as well. So, like, when we were growing up, you know, the teenagers were dealing with not only you know the typical like pregnancies, STDs whatever else uh but yeah. also like like you know uh cyber bullying and
0: sexting and stuff like that so. did i ever tell you i met some of the casting crew from there what yeah at uh, cape here in town run by uh, randy sobe by World? Uh, so cool. i forget who it was but uh one was a bald was it spike? guy one was yeah a bald it was probably guy. spike yeah or bald shorter
1: yeah um i'll, I'll wait, show was, was you his later. name, spike i'm trying to think of it. he was like the principal dude Anyways,
0: one tall guy, one girl. I'll I'll show you later.
1: Awesome. I'm so jealous. Uh, I know I'm kind of mad because now you're the third or fourth friend to tell me that they've met cast members from Degrassi and I saw many cast members from Degrassi.
0: (laughs) 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 I'm not even a big fan of the show either.
1: So my feelings are kind of hurt, (laughs) Um, but it's fine.
0: I should have said, Sarah, come on down. We were really like talking and like <laughs> making this podcast to the point but if they ever come back to cape i'll uh, i'll let you know
1: excellent <laughs> uh, please do um
0: <laughs> i was quote-unquote security for them so
1: Ooh. Uh, fancy yeah
0: beaten off no sorry not beaten up <laughs> I, 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 I was gonna say beaten off every fan but uh i came out really wrong
1: well, that was that. a Freudian slip yeah. <laughs> I've ever
0: heard one uh, I'm gonna take that
1: <laughs> can, can you put that at the end of the episode yes I will. <laughs> can we put a we should put a blooper at the end of our episodes if we have a good one
0: I wish the program just saved all my cuts and then just like made them all in one and it would just be like random like bashing on Woody Allen like
1: <laughs> pull, like a file called the dnu file or whatever it's just all of the terrible stuff we say
0: whenever i do like switch over programs i'm definitely gonna keep them <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm just like gonna I, like, yeah. try and isolate them
1: yeah definitely yeah.
0: or you um, know what you the good should... thing
1: is we still have all the original files
0: too so it, we do in the yeah, google yeah. drive yeah. we can blackmail each other with them so we can yeah Aww. Aww. Look at that. <laughs>
1: i can't wait to blackmail you oh i can't wait to blackmail you (laughs) blackmail buddies (laughs) we'll just blackmail each other into being our friends
0: (laughs) (laughs) this is a very big coercion sarah has a lot of information on me
1: it's the long con guys
0: (laughs) better not tell about that bank in monaco Um. We're getting back to Monaco it. Bank.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, sorry. Okay. So it was filmed close by in the Ganawage uh, Mohawk region, Territory. Right. Um, yeah. And, uh,
0: it was funded by. I. I did see the government of Canada and C- Quebec as well in the oh, yeah. film uh, credits.
1: Yeah. So like they, they, they probably applied for for funding through all those things. So there's the Canadian Media Fund, um, and then there's like. Per provincial grants too mm-hmm. so quebec has some ontario has some i don't know if there was any for new brunswick but provincially it varies you know mm-hmm. uh so if you are a filmmaker in canada an artist in canada and you have stories that you want to get produced like definitely look into it there are so many events that you can attend and you know pitch opportunities to connect with people who I was, I was process gonna, those funding i was gonna ask you
0: about that like um how does like the, the government of Canada funding and provincial funding work I know we're Ontario it's, so
1: yeah I, I mean it's there's a lot of different parts to it and it's changed over time so much um, but we can definitely we'll definitely have the opportunity to get into it, to get into it as we explore other Canadian mm-hmm. like films and, and movies and stuff um, so that'll be fun but basically it's like a some of it's a tax credit system, some of it's like a, a grant system. So you can either apply for the tax rebate on like whatever. And that's why a lot of, um, like a lot of American production happens in Canada,
0: right? Toronto because it's
1: very like cost effective to do it. So what they'll do is like come film here for, um, cheaper All the and get shots. more tax like rebates and incentives. Cause they'll come in and, Um, There is a disproportionate amount, like, so there's a certain minimum that they have to meet as an international production, like filming in Canada. So like they have to make sure a certain percentage of their staff and like the people that they hire are like Canadian, are are part of the Canadian film workforce, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's like why those, those exist is to get people jobs, right? Right. And
0: it boosts their credibility. I've worked here. I've worked here. I had these credits to get even more and boost everything here.
1: Absolutely. So, um, but with a lot of the American productions specifically, there is definitely a favoring of non-Canadian front of camera talent and Ah. like, like large behind camera positions like director, like DOP, like, like, you know, the kind Mm -hmm. of bigger, like department heads. technical. So, so basically they meet their quota by hiring a lot of, um, production people who are needed there. Um, of course, like, like PAs, lighting, grips, audio, like the whole production crew. And it takes a lot of people to make most movies, guys. So (laughs) it's a team (laughs) effort. The director might have their name on it, but it is a team effort for sure. Um, and so yeah, that's how they do it. And then they can just, okay, we, you know, filmed the Avengers in Toronto and got this much back for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Whatever else.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's, it's yep. helping us out definitely. And bringing more like jobs to Canada and helping have the, like, you know, a, it's grip, a huge economy boost exactly a grip here. I still don't know what a grip is. You need to explain everything about things like that to me oh. <laughs> so a grip here could like you know work do
1: I know what a grip is I'm trying to think because I think it's just like that's it I All think
0: right. like the guy holding like the mics away?
1: or cameras some kind of equipment well, because there's the key grip and then there's like lighting grip boom grip whatever I, always, I think let me I'll look
0: it up okay mark this <laughs> <laughs> so the key grip does not hold the piano
1: the key grip this, this was not a joke. I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. No, don't worry, this is all cut. The, the, yes. These cuts are safe for my
1: So Grips are yeah, so so they build the they build the like rigs. like, oh, like they're okay. the rig people. So if you have a tracking shot that you wanna do, um they need to do like they're responsible for building that whole system. Like the rails and, and executing them. it. And yeah, exactly. So they're like so. mini
0: roller coaster builders. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh that's co- so cool.
1: Yeah, so they work closely with the camera department, um, and again, like Dolly Crane, that kind of stuff. So actually, one thing that I really like, cause the camera work in here, there's some really, amazing shots Mm -hmm. and um that title sequence I thought was really cool because it just it was so simple with that wandering and like spinning camera yeah but it with the music too it 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 was like a plain image but Mm -hmm. it created so much tension with all those like crazy angles kind of like
0: unease of like you know uh like motion sickness of just like going around so making you feel sick of
1: with that, like, yeah. doomsday kind of music. Uh-huh. Going. Oh, it was so good. It, like, tickled me in all the right ways, man. Um, that sounded really...
0: <laughs> Writing slips all over the place. Tickled me emotionally
1: and aesthetically, I mean. <laughs> it aesthetically tickled me. Is that... Is that good enough? No, it's for not good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there was, there's a lot of good in this film. Uh, you should definitely seek it out give it a chance because yeah, it is yeah. a very you know there's a lot of definitely a lot of history behind it not only in between like you know in production um and all that stuff but you know historically historic uh message behind it there is a definite important message and you know it's just that has that entertaining factor so it has both of those like yeah we say like that balancing act between like a message and entertainment yeah it has that the scales balanced
1: yeah you you can absolutely enjoy it without like without bringing even the historical context into it like it does um like yeah it operates like a good horror film it does it sticks to its genre chops for sure
0: especially like all the characters they introduce of like their typical like the old badass like the grandpa yeah. with his katana and the, the heavy bruiser with the chainsaw mm-hmm. and like the seasoned veteran which is trailer with the gun and like in a zombie movie mm-hmm. one thing I also bring it back again I just remember wearing its influences on the sleeve remember when they're leaving the boat spoilers um same ending and shot of whenever in Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead remake. Whenever he they're leaving in the boat and he's left behind, okay, to like fend off the zombies, okay, kind of thing. Yeah. It looks it reminded me right of that right away. I'm like, that's cool. Like oh, I I don't right. mind if a film borrows or just outright takes as long as it's done really well. Yeah, right. And if it reminds me, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. that's really cool.
1: Yeah, there's there's um a a line to toe between. Referencing and between like just using and like appropriating, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so it and it's some that some people like can't can't navigate. Like I just I go straight back to that like shot by shot remake of Psycho that was done or whatever. Okay, I I haven't actually watched it, so I, I don't either, actually know if it's shot I by shot. No, it's. But like that,
0: I've seen and, like videos where they compare like it's shot by shot, like. Wow. Literal.
1: I felt that way about like the the new Lion King. Like there were some shots that were the exact same. And I was like, oh, okay.
0: Yeah, it's like okay it watching feel... the same movie but with a new coat of paint.
1: I know. Don't comment yeah. not I me mean, I started on that shit. But anyways. Okay. At least Remake
0: month.
1: At least Disney is keeping like so many people in the VFX industry employed. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean good for you know people who work in graphics and visual effects uh i'm really happy for you (laughs) that you have such job security (laughs) yeah
0: especially with everything that's going forward like all movies are digitally animated but um back to traditional animation too
1: Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. And and there always is traditional animation going on. It's just not what comes to your theaters. Right. So like, you know, there are so many and and there are a lot of really great artists in Canada um, who operate in like short films and experimental shorts and um, like storytelling that way. Uh, The NFB is a really great like their online like archive. You can go and watch a lot of short films for free. Uh, which is super cool. That might only work if you're in Canada, so if you're elsewhere, I'm so sorry, but it's our national film board. It's not yours.
0: Use uh, a so- <laughs> VPN. <laughs> watch our stuff.
1: Yes, uh, we'll do. And mm. uh, and yeah, there's a lot of Canadian shorts you can watch um, and, and features, of course, but now feature production seems to be ramping up a little bit more, mm-hmm. like, again, for the Canadian content because there is a lot produced in Canada, but it's not necessarily... For Canadians and Canadian content.
0: Well, just look at uh, The Boys. It's filmed in Toronto, um, produced in Toronto. Everything's shot in Toronto. But
1: but they pretend it's LA or whatever or New York.
0: Yeah, like uh, <laughs> an American town, because it's American, It's all about American superheroes, right? And right. the American um, culture of superheroes, so.
1: Okay, gotcha. But,
0: uh, you know, tax credit and Seth Rogen, right? So he wants to keep a Canadian. He's a producer, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, which, and there are a lot of people who are dedicated to doing that, where they like bring the projects back here to work with people that they want to work with yeah. and stuff, and yeah. Ex-
0: exactly, like look at Ryan Reynolds and uh, Deadpool shot mm-hmm. in Vancouver. Well, at least the exteriors. Yeah. But, um, all right. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Blood Um, gosh,
1: there's so much that we could talk about, but mm. I feel like this we've covered so much. Uh, it's been a lot of, a, a lot of spewing, a lot of rants. Um, it's been, yeah, again, very fun, entertaining movie, but with a like really big hit. It was um, like it in a, in a kind of symbolic kind of sense. What, what am I trying to think of? Thematic, ideological—like it was challenging in that way.
0: All-encompassing of good. Like the only thing I had to criticize was the dialogue, just a little bit. Of just relying too like, I swear like a sailor. But um, oh,
1: the swearing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I found like it was kind of like relied on a little bit too heavy, to give a criticism because we can't give praise all the time except for any which way you can we can <laughs> fucking drag that movie through the mud but um no i just found like that was like my only critique of it was just the the dialogue kind of seemed a little bit off um in some parts well you
1: didn't know half of it that's why stop <laughs> <laughs> that, that's your that's a you problem man i'm that criticizing the english dialogue <laughs> you don't know and even know how much swearing they were doing <laughs> in the mikvah dialogue
0: (laughs) no i'm kidding okay yeah it just seemed a little bit jaded to me and um just a little bit some of the swears landed like um it's like what the fuck is going on here and i was like yeah that landed
1: oh there was one line too where it was like it had fucking in it and i was like really loving it yeah
0: the, like where it sticks, it sticks, and where it doesn't stick, it kind of seems leaned on a little bit too much. Mm, okay,
1: to okay, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that's
0: that's like my criticism of it. And um, anything you have to criticize of it, if not, you love the movie. I'm not going to criticize you on that.
1: No, I'm trying to think if there is anything. I I definitely um like it. It felt obviously it was like a huge jump in those in 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 the times when they were skipping ahead. But also there were some transitions, I guess, that went on a, a little bit long, and the animation tr- transitions um, seemed random mm-hmm. at first. But then I grew to really like them, and like yeah. I actually like really enjoyed it, and thought it was really cool addition. And I'm always down for any kind of like. Um, you know, mixing mediums and psychedelic kind of journeys. Like there's this, uh, like there's a few movies that I love that are combined live action animation, like kind of collages Mm -hmm. and... Uh, so I ended up liking it, but at first I was like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs>
0: but it's like, yeah, blending storytelling in different mm-hmm. like, mediums. So, so yeah, may- really good.
1: maybe that's what I could say is like, there were some transitions that were, that felt a little bit choppier than others, but, um, overall, like I enjoyed it. And like, I, I watched it twice before we talked about it. Um, and I, I probably watch it again. I know I'm going to watch it with my dad, I think, cause he loves okay. zombie movies. So
0: I will definitely would, be down. I would it, definitely watch it. Again, knowing that that critical scene that I missed. Yeah,
1: and also, get the one with
0: subtitles. Subtitles, So I can understand it. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we're going to have to watch it again.
1: Yes, absolutely. Okay, so...
0: It's easy to criticize and, like, harder to, like, you know, find all the good. So that's why, you know, if we're finding all the good... Like, we're both very happy-go-lucky people. So, like, we love to Mm -hmm. pick apart and gush over... A movie that we like so yes true we have to bring in just a little bit of uh
1: yeah we gotta put we gotta put the dash of bitters in our cocktail mm-hmm. um so yeah that's us again if you have any thoughts that you want to share or feelings um our email is for the number moviespod at gmail.com and we're also for the number movies pod on instagram and twitter so feel free to shoot us a message
0: and we're also for you messaging us so yeah <laughs> so with that we'll come to an end please go see Blood Quantum it's a great Canadian produced film um, Canadian made everything you know support your local artists um, especially during this time you know go yes. out, buy their CDs buy see any live stream that they're putting on um, see any movie that they're putting out so you know support your local mm-hmm. arts they're there for you whenever you need the most
1: absolutely especially when
0: you're down in the dumps so That's another movie, Blood Quantum. Definitely recommend it.
1: Yes, another one in the bag. And thanks for joining us.
0: Yes, thank you. Yes.